0: all right welcome everybody to another episode of 21 going on 77 i am one half of the dynamic duo this is your boy dwight at 517-2214 on the bird app what previously known as the burn app Join again as i am every single week with the brains of the operation the young prodigy young sj at sj basketball eight sj how are you doing this and I ain't gonna say it's beautiful. It's a it's a kind of cloudy day here in Cedar Hill, Texas. How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling all right. Uh, it's well, it's sunny over here. Um, still, it's pretty cold now. It's starting to get um, quite cold over here, but it's it's going okay. Calm Sunday.
0: That's cool. That's cool. This is uh man, it's deep fall, damn near winter, and we ain't fighting for our life yet. So that's cool from a weather perspective cool so getting into it um a little around the the nba segment if you will young SJ, i j i'll be honest i didn't really watch too many games uh, last week i watched the end of well non-mavs games i watched the end of uh the lakers and phoenix that's pretty much it um i watched some pistons a little bit here and there but I really don't have anything, you know, to really put my two cents in except on the Lakers. What what have you seen from your observations around the league?
1: Um, Well, I mean, from a standpoint of looking around the league, one, the novelty of the season has kind of went off. Um, Guys are, you know, settling into their seasons, really. Um, Some guys have picked it up. Some guys have kind of sustained levels of play. Some guys have... Gotten worse um as the season, the early season has gone on. But for me, I mean, the easy one is um, picking at the Clippers um, with them. You know, we talked last week about the Harden trade, how that finally happened. He got what he wanted. um Yeah, I mean, Philly also essentially got what they wanted. The headache is out the way. They got some picks for their troubles and they're playing well. They have not lost, I don't think, since like their opener when they lost to Milwaukee. They haven't lost since. So they're you know, doing well, but on the flip side, the Clippers, they kind of look crazy (laughs) trying to figure out um, how to incorporate Harden and some of the other pieces, and they have lost four straight with their latest L coming to us um, in a wonderful game. I mean, we'll talk more about it, but on the clippers side of things i mean they will figure i think they're gonna figure it out to the point where it like so far it's looked really bad um and the best it's looked was the first quarter against us when they played us and you know when they go to their smaller lineup that's when you know things go to shit and honestly they remind me i was gonna tweet it i couldn't um I wanted to tweet it several times, but I didn't know how to um word it, so I just left it alone. But they remind me of us <laughs> last year, like after the trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? Made a huge trade, um, and with that trade comes glaring holes that you can't really address on the roster. Um, But, I mean, the saving risk for them is that they have an entire season basically to um, address some of that. They could, you know, try again. I mean, at this point, their assets are kind of slim, but still they can do some at the deadline to kind of address some of those. But with us, it was like, okay, we did the deal basically a day. I think it was like two days before the deadline and we had like one day to try to... um, Fix some of the holes and we weren't able to do it. And then, obviously, we know how our season turned out. But that's what the Clippers reminded me of. They traded, um granted, the pieces they traded, I'm not saying they traded, like, world beaters or anything like that. Like, at least in our case, we traded, like, real productive players. Like, we traded, granted, Dorian was having a kind of a um, down season, but Spencer was pretty productive for us. As much as I hated his terrorist um, ball, he was a productive player for us last year. Clippers... To a lesser degree, um, Batum is still okay, but you know, like I said, it's fucking like a little Batum at 30, like seven, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. It's Robert Covington. It's um, who else? I don't even know who else they traded. Marcus um, Morris, but I think Marcus Morris, yeah. I think
0: they had benched him though, didn't they?
1: Yeah, he yeah, he sucked for them last year. So he was on the outs. So so my point is to say that it's not like they traded a ton of um like just great productive role players, but at the same time, they were a big part of what the Clippers had been building their identity around, in my opinion. Like you know what I'm saying, like the last couple years, when you think of the Clippers, you're thinking of small ball, long, rangy wings. Like, that's what you would think about the Clippers. And with some of the moves they made, they've moved away from that. And now it's like, okay, what is your identity? And now you have, quote-unquote, a big four with two of those guys that need the ball to um really be themselves. You know what I'm saying? And then now you got the other two who can kind of, you know, fit in where they can. But they're the two best players. The two that, you know, can fit in where they can are the two best players. And Paul George just... He's been atrocious since that trade happened. And I'm not going to blame his play on Harden or anything. I mean, you, y'all you know my feelings about Paul George at this point. But, I mean, 28, and then all of a sudden now it's like he doesn't know how to play. I would say rhythm is a part of that. Um, You know, he had to ball a lot more. He was, again, finding an identity. And he knew it was, okay, me, Kawhi, these role guys are supporting me. Let's hoop. Now it's kind of like, okay, me, Kawhi. We have another guy in James. Okay, how can we like it's it's a little difficult, um, the transition and we're seeing it through um, three straight straight L's there or I think it's four straight L's and now um they're trying to avoid the fifth one to a desperate Memphis team who they, I, they haven't won a game since we last talked. <laughs> um, they're just, they're just um struggling right now. So that game is gonna bring me a lot of joy because I cannot lose. Between either either we get to clown Memphis more or we get to clown the Clippers more. That's great in my book. But um, I think the Clippers will figure it out from an offensive standpoint though, because like I said, the best they've looked is that first quarter against us, and all the other games the offense has looked bad. Defensively, that's where I just don't think um. They're going to be able to fix it with this small ball like you got plumley out for a while he got hurt um and after Plumlee, you're playing 97 year old pj tucker at center like that has run its course like you, not even philly did that you know when he was with philly, philly didn't even um philly didn't try that shit <laughs> like philly understood that hey that might have worked a couple years ago in spurts but philly didn't even do that you know what i'm saying like so the fact that the clippers are making it a thing and then pj tucker is barely even playable at this stage like on offense, you know what I'm saying. So if offense he's barely playable, and then you're putting him in a position defensively where he's not going to be as effective. He don't serve no purpose, really. So there, those lineups are rough, man. Like the when when their starters got to come out, and then they're playing all these small dudes. It's like Westbrook is running the um. The bench unit, really. So it's like Westbrook. It's um, it's Bones Highland. It's, it's Norman Powell. All, the, all these, none of these, those dudes are taller than six three. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got all those dudes. And again, you're not playing um you're playing Kobe Brown, Musa Diakite. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like it's a little it's 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 like I said, reminds me of the maps last year when we again we did that trade and all of a sudden fucking Theo Pinson is playing um a lot. You know, these kind of, this is what it's reminding me of. So I mean it'll be intriguing to see. I mean, that was their Hail Mary, the Clippers, because at the same time. As people are saying, oh, you know, they trade for hard and ruin their team, blah, blah. I th- I think the team that they had wasn't going anywhere either. I just think they had to do a- one last Hail Mary. And I'm intri- I'm intrigued to see how they pivot, man. Because, st- like, I don't see... Re- I mean, they just traded all their assets. You know what I'm saying? The, the Kind kind of the last of their assets. So it's like, rebuilding shouldn't be in the cards for them. Especially with that new arena that Steve Ballmer, um is building. Uh, obviously, you're not building a new arena to put... A bunch of nobodies like on the team because nobody will buy tickets um so I just think they're in a they're in a real interesting spot real interesting spot and I I want to see how they pivot I mean Kawhi he's been okay but he hasn't been you know what I'm saying like last year I felt like before he got hurt he was really dominant like he came on strong um kind of midway throughout the season before he got hurt and this year he's you know ramping up a little bit you know some of these older guys they gotta take a little bit to um ramp up but i mean they gotta figure it out Kawhi, pg they're talking about role players they talking about role players i gotta get in where i fit in i gotta focus on def- defense and rebounding are you kidding me y'all are all nba guys so cut it out
0: yeah yeah i i watching that game like you know, and low key I think they had lost two in a row before that game.
1: They lost it, three in a row before that game.
0: Well no, I'm sorry, before the trade. My fault. Oh my before fault. the trade, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean I think and I think PG was averaging like twenty five a night, like you were saying. Twenty-eight.
1: Look, uh, nah, he was averaging, averaging twenty. Twenty-eight. <laughs> he was averaging wow. t- damn near twenty-nine. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was wow. his best start you know since his um MVP season or I say MVP season, third, third since place his third MVP place year. third place MVP yeah. year. Yeah, no, he was averaging twenty close to twenty-nine. I think it was like 28 and a half and on 50 50 splits, 50 yeah. 90 splits.
0: Yeah. Oof, yeah. I, I, I thought I knew he was cooking, but I didn't know he was cooking like that. But yeah, I yeah. I, I think that it's gonna take him some time to find himself. Um, I just, the thing is, I just, Russ and James feel so duplicative to where you basically, you basically turning Russ into like Derrick Jones Jr. offensively. If James Harden has the ball in his hand, like, bro, you just got to cut and grab rebounds and try to get putbacks and shit. And it's like, no one's going to really be guarding him like that either. So we kind of going to crowd the lane for the other, for the rest of the dudes. But I don't know, man, I, I, i mean it's a dirty game but Russ on the vet minimum man <laughs> to me i, feel I think like he got
1: he, a little bump i think he got a little bump though i think he isn't he on the um nah, isn't he on the like tp mle money
0: whatever he owned it ain't what he what he should be on and i feel like, definitely not yeah uh, and, and he probably about to get screwed again because mm-hmm. you know where this is headed like okay who makes the most money who, is, who do we just trade all this stuff for I actually think Russ probably need to go to the bench more though, more so than them and or they take James to the bench and you know it ain't gonna work out so
1: they're not putting James there I feel like James is at the point if you ask him to come off the bench it'll be like Westbrook a couple years ago like right now you can ask Westbrook to come off the bench no problem he's yeah. you know gotten used to the idea but I feel like you know a couple years ago how it was kind of contentious with Russ when the Lakers asked him at first I think it'd be like that with James like where he here's the thing they're not gonna from what I've seen they're not gonna scrap the the starting lineup yet I think they said they were gonna wait and they were gonna give at least 10 games to to see um how things unfold granted if they are like oh and (laughs) six I think they kind of get rid of that 10 game idea but like you said I think Westbrook would do well off the bench and I think if you explain to him where it's like hey Russ you know that you're at your best when you have the ball and you can be able to distribute all that. Because that's the thing. When they were hooping and Paul was hooping and all that, Westbrook had the ball. You know what I'm saying? He still had the ball. He was making the decisions. Like, that's still Westbrook at his best. And Harden, at this point, is, is definitely a better distributor than Westbrook, I would say. Yeah. Um. And so you want to maximize him in that way. But at the same time, I th- I just think they're better off – and I know they want to wait to evaluate things, but to me, don't dig yourself in a hole, man. Do the obvious thing: put Westbrook on the bench, and probably you probably want to start like Norm Powell or something like that. Um, the two let just let Harden run the one, put Powell in there for some shooting, and um, then you got everything. Everybody else kind of slots into place. Backup big you, at this point, you got no like you you have no options there um, with with the plumbing the injury. Like you really is either PJ Tucker or Musa Diakite, and in my opinion, <laughs> basically, you got no options, so that's just gonna have to you're gonna have to take your L there. But I think with this starting situation, yeah, it's everything is trending to Westbrook coming off the bench, everything is trending that way.
0: Yeah, like you said, I, I do think <laughs> the, the way the West is shaking out, and obviously, things can change you know, you you can't dig yourself into a hole. You just really, really, that's just not going to be an option. So they need to go ahead and tighten up. They need to get right or stuff going to get spooky for them real, real fast. Um, I do have a question for you and we haven't talked about this yet. I don't even think this hit the group chat yet. I want to talk to you and react to it live on here, but what do you think about Golden State? Like, it was something I noticed. I don't know if – I don't remember if it was, like, first game, and I don't remember if it was preseason. But they really don't get anybody else that can just go get a bucket outside of stuff. Am I overreacting, or is that really a thing?
1: I think since last year. So, okay, so, one, everyone should know by now, I'm not the biggest fan of Golden State. Obviously, I'm a Braun fan. Y'all know my thing with Golden State but with that being said i do have a lot of golden state like fan mutuals for some reason um i have like a lot actually (laughs) like but i think they're they make up um a good amount of my TL. so with that being said i've seen like i've i see the opinions of um their fans a lot of them are plugged like for example nat um she covers the team now um as a journalist so that's a little bit more information than just like the average fan um and there's been things since last year even with pool on the team like the the consensus was that it was really stefan pool that could get a bucket off the dribble and then even with pool you know his crackhead tendencies like (laughs) like you you know you know the the things there so it was really um stefan pool last year um and a lot of people thought that was their one there i mean obviously you saw the road issues they couldn't defend on the road this this and the third like a lot of other issues came up but that was really the main one so when they traded away Jordan Poole to get Chris Paul initially the reaction was like I mean a lot of the fan base didn't like Chris Paul obviously but a lot of the reaction was that hey we traded away you know Poole wasn't great for us really last year and then he you know the whole punch situation Draymond the team not really vibing with him blah blah they got all that but they also understood hey we traded away a guy that could get us 20 off the bounds, you know what i'm saying so with that being said they talked themselves into chris paul because they're like okay well in the past our starting five is all always solid it's always when we go to our bench we have issues if chris paul stabilizes our bench then hey we might not have issues that's that's their that was their thinking and how they try to talk themselves into it and so far they haven't been wrong in the sense that um Chris Paul has stabilized their bench unit um their bench I pretty sure their bench even has a better um net rating than their starters if I'm not mistaken I uh that don't quote me on that I'm not I'm 100% sure on that but if I'm not mistaken I do think um the bench the bench is all I know is the bench is pretty good better than it's been in previous years with them but the problem you just mentioned, nobody could get a bucket outside of Steph. Chris Paul at this point he cannot score. Chris Paul can't score. That's not he just can't. He's thirty-seven. It's not gonna you you can't wait on. It. It's like oh wait, Chris Paul cannot score no more. He showed us all that the last I think like year and a half really. He showed you I cannot score anymore. I could still distribute the rock, but don't look for me for no points. <laughs> I think that's that's the consensus with Chris Paul right now so that's that and then clay clay has never been a um shot creator like that you know what i'm saying he can do it in spurts remind me of tim where they can do it in spurts a bit but they're not like shock where you're um continuously like giving them the ball and say hey go get me a bucket um off the dribble or um running pick and rolls and stuff like that that's not that's not clay's game so and then he's kind of had a rough start to the season in the sense that he's been okay. I think efficiency-wise, like last game he played was like the worst one. But efficiency-wise, he's been solid. But he hasn't really gotten a ton of shots and isn't really putting up a ton of shots. Um, so that's that. And then you, I'm going down the line. Who else is in there? I mean, Looney, that's another thing. As quiet as it's kept, Looney has regressed a bit. Yeah looney has regressed a bit like defensively so if looney's regressing and then draymond you know he's been injured you know ejected all that like he's just gonna be up and down for you and then wiggins has been bad What's,
0: so, what, what, why and he that's bad? another thing because i haven't been watching i don't from what i've
1: seen is just that he just re- has regressed a bit like okay. he just like it's nothing by my eye it's nothing that i'm seeing that's like this oh a, they're not a, playing a,
0: a bad start maybe
1: yeah, just a bad start. Like, he's not hitting shots. And then with Wiggins, too, Wiggins is, a, like, a confidence-type player. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wiggins, like, that's a thing that Golden State had tried to – um instilling him, like, okay, Wiggins, be aggressive, you know, because in Minnesota, he was really cashing checks. Like, he was really playing no type of fire, you know what I'm saying? When he got to Golden State, kind of changed a bit, and even during that championship run, it was really the others keeping it up with him, like, kind of trying to instill confidence in him. So, if he's not really hitting and, you know, the the, the encouragement isn't as forthcoming, then he's going to be in kind of a rough spot with Wiggins. But, um they just yeah they the shot creation has been a thing for the last um since last season really even the championship run shot creation again was kind of an issue but you had pool flanking Steph and and Wiggins who again he's similar to Clay where he's not necessarily a shot creator but can do it in spurts and he did it well in those spurts in the championship run but again if you see a little regression from some of these guys Some of these huge issues are coming out, and I mean, with that being said, I still don't think Golden State is bad, like, one of the things, I always give them a certain level of respect, um, you know, given their history, and with them, it's kind of like, okay, show me that you can't do something, so, like, last playoffs, for example, like, I picked them to beat the Kings, like, before it started, as most people did, and then as they went down 0-2, it was like, wow, are they really about to get eliminated? It was kind of like a, wow, are they? is this really about to happen kind of thing? And then, you know, Steph did stuff things, they pulled it out, and then the second round, it was like, okay, facing the Lakers, are they really gonna lose? And then they lost, so with me and them, it's kind of like a, okay, I have a level of respect for them, but they have to show me that, you know, they're not those type of animals anymore, and I don't believe there are any, you know, those type of animals anymore. But again, when you have Steph, a top fifteen player at worst in in history, in my opinion, those type of players, you know, swing things. So I do think they're gonna be kind of top four in the West um throughout the season. But the no shot creation is something to keep an eye on. And if Steph misses any amount of time, it gets dark. It gets dark. Oh, because it, like yeah, I said, yeah. it's Chris Paul so is gonna get more. dark. It's going to get dark because at least Poole can step in. Even, Like I said, even with the Kraken tendencies, Poole is giving you points, or he was giving you points back then. Now, if Chris Paul sets up, yeah, you get a distributor, but where are the points coming from? Steph averaging 30. Where where are you making up those 30 points? I can't even fathom where <laughs> where they'd make up those points. So they better hope. And I mean, to the point, it's at the point where Warriors aren't even playing about the back-to-backs no more. They're not even playing, like, in previous years, like the last couple of seasons, they'd say, okay, our vets, we'll rest our vets. Even last year, when they were so terrible on the road, they were still playing around with the back-to-backs and, and resting the... This year, they're not even thinking about that. <laughs> this year, everybody's playing back-to-backs. Everybody, even Clay, Everybody's playing back-to-backs. So, it, it's... it's They're an interesting team, definitely, to watch, I feel like. Definitely. And, I mean... We'll see. I mean, that's where the the... They brought in that rookie Pajemski, but again, he's a rookie, and they've kind of split his time between G League and um the main roster. So you're not really looking to for him to be a huge shot shot creator, but I mean, he's there. Shit, Corey Joseph is somewhere there. I think he's still on the roster, but his minutes have been bad. So yeah. I don't know. They're an interesting team for sure.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of was down on them, um or whatever I think i had them i don't know six seven or whatever i think that might be close to where they are right now but we'll see um i don't i know you a brown fan you got beef with them i like stuff but at the same time i ain't gonna lie i hate warriors fans they're bad they're just a rough online fan base they they just are so yeah they're pretty annoying yeah they, they really really are they them and Kyrie stanzas we'll get into later on. Like, they run in the same circle. But anyway, um, let me think. I can't think of anything else in the league. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else around the league. We we can get into the Mavs now, if you'd like, man, unless you had anything else.
1: Nah, those are the yeah, basics. Um yeah those are pretty much big things so yeah we can jump right into our mavericks
0: all right our Mavs have played one two uh, three we played three games since we last recorded we recorded right before we played the uh hornets last sunday and we went two and one um we got down <laughs> double digits to the hornets and then ended up winning by what, what was it 15 plus
1: yeah yeah we that was a huge <laughs> swing
0: yeah, we just got beat by the Raptors and then we got down like twelve points in the f- first quarter to the Clippers and then
1: we also beat the Magic.
0: Oh shit, I forgot about the Magic. So we went three and one in last week. Yep. Okay. My bad. I, I literally forgot about the Magic. Um got down to them and then up uh, putting them away. I don't I don't know, man. We're Oh wait, sorry to
1: cut you sorry to cut you off. Um but I just saw a tweet uh about our early conversation with the Clippers, so Tyloo is saying that he's gonna try to split Wester Westbrook and James Harden up as much as possible. <laughs> mm. But to mm. me, that's crazy because you just traded for a guy where now you gotta split him up as much as possible with a guy that was already on the roster. That's crazy. But anyway, sorry.
0: No, nah, that, that 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 is kind of wild. But yeah, man, um, we doing good we're doing i kind of you know would like to stop getting down by double digits every game but i mean i think in today's nba no lead is safe and i think we're proving it it's rare you know that teams just be beating teams the whole damn time so i'm kind of cool with it um i'm in a good place our most recent win we beat the hell out the clippers as we've been talking about I don't know, man. Give me your takes. Give me your observations about this week in Maverick basketball.
1: Well, another successful week. I mean, last time we talked, we were five and one at that point, yeah. or something like that, um, or four and one. I don't fucking remember. But um, it, we talked about how we got off to a good start. How you know this was kind of um, how we didn't expect to be off to such a great start, and how it felt good. Again, fast forward another week. Another good week for the Mavericks. And, I mean, at this point, I know a lot of people, and I'm not even talking about, like, national media folks. I'm talking about, like, some people within the fan base, like, are a bit weary, you know, at completely ce- celebrating um this hot start. And, I mean, I'm saying people. I'm definitely one of those people. <laughs> uh, I've been enjoying it, don't get me wrong. But, you know, before you want to um really embrace it, Because you don't want to get, you know, burned. You look at the, you know, a lot of things that we've done. We looked at the schedule. And the thing with the scheduling that people are talking, oh, they haven't played anybody. And the only good team they played is and they lost. Like, this was before, you know, the Raptors lost. And I'm looking at that line of thinking. Like, I'm like, how is an indictment on on the Mavs to lose to Denver? They're only lost to be to Denver, the defending champs. I'm like, how is that? Like, as it stands, Denver is 8 one so how is it an indictment on the Mavericks that at that point that they're only LB2, LB, a team that has barely lost themselves and just won the chip? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. But whatever, you know, people have said, oh, we haven't played anybody, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, given how last year went for us, and again, we as Mavs fans, we, we know the games. We watch the games. We know the type of games that we've lost last year. And we're seeing this year where, okay, not that history is completely repeating itself, but okay, we've gotten like last year. I remember when it was early in the season, and we were—I remember we didn't start last season bad. We we started. I think we were um, weren't we like nine and four, or am I mixing it up with the year before? No, I might have it, been mixing. It, it,
0: it was a cute little start. If memory serves, were
1: right we right? Okay, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel know, like we were I mean, okay. I'm
0: gonna I'm verify, but I'm—I I'm, feel you're right
1: yeah i feel like we were okay and then it was like okay we were okay and then it was like the schedule was coming up where it was a softer portion we were facing depleted teams and we were all thinking oh we're about to go on a run and we lost we were taking l's it was like oh pelicans no zion this person no bi no this no that I got her ass beat several times that has happened and now i feel like we're in a similar situation where okay there's a stretch coming up, um granted, there's a lot of road games, a lot of traveling, but the pleated Pelicans team again facing a bad Washington team, and then the bucks who are struggling this is to me is a test that's coming up for the Mavericks and i'm and i'm I am hopeful because they've passed some of the previous tests, like I said before the 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 Denver game to me that wasn't really a real test um because i expected a loss granted they were defending champions bad matchup for us and then even then the game was like second half especially was pretty encouraging i mean you could say oh denver maybe took their feet off the gas blah blah they were up by a lot blah. no we were playing encouraging hoops in the second half and then all these other games like the hornets like you said double digits we were down Somehow came back to re- to win by double digits ourselves. Um, The Magic, back-to-back. We were down <laughs> again in that game. And then the ending of that game was basically Luka Kyrie closing things out, as our stars are supposed to do. Raptors game, again, another team. Bad matchup. And something that I did last year, and I'm going to continue doing it this year, is after else especially if it's getting a little too melodramatic i will not be on the app because i feel like um i feel like it was starting to get real contentious and i'm like guys i understand the raptors on our great team right and we lost by double digits um we're getting blown out especially in the second half but like thinking about the context of the situation Again, bad matchup for us. There, and here's the thing: is the bad matchups aren't just hey a team has a big front court. It's if a team has size across the board, that is where it gets tough for us. And that that is the Raptors. Same with Denver. The Raptors, the OG Ananobi is six eight, and he's their two guard. He's their two guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Scotty Barnes six eight. He's playing their three. Siakam six nine. He's playing the four. Like, Purtle's, like, damn near – I think he's, like, 6'11". He's their – you know what I'm saying? Like, they're a big positional team. Same with Denver, where fucking Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, 6'10", 6'9", six ten, six nine, six. 6 – you know what I'm saying? Like, that is that is where we're going to have problems. Not just, hey, somebody got a seven-footer in the front court. No. As if they're – they got size across the board. So, I – at this point, um, similar to what I was saying about the Clippers, where they don't have, um, like – on the roster kind of solutions for some of their problems, that's going to be us with like, if we're facing a team, like, you know, Minnesota's of the world, Denver, Toronto, um, who else, who else is like big across positions. Um, Can't really, maybe Boston, you know, like those type of teams, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. And it is what it is. But all these other teams, I'm encouraged by what I've seen. I'm encouraged by Lively, continue to be encouraged by him, even with, you know, game to game where it's like, you don't know what's going to happen in the game. Is he going to get in foul trouble in this game? Or is he not? Like, when he's not in foul trouble, he's been great. Even if he struggles a little bit, he adjusts quickly on the fly. That's one thing I really um like about his game. Um, Grant kind of has fallen off a bit over these last couple games, but that's because I feel like it's just the defenses that um we've faced. We've played a lot of... um switching teams i feel like like with the clippers raptors so with those type of teams switching he's not gonna get a shit ton of shots especially if um defenders are starting to like stay home on him which they are so um and then again he's not a shot creator um they've tried a little bit to put him in a post do little things but he again that's not his game so um it is what it is but still solid for us still solid for us as a defender and a leader dirk jones jr man what can i say <laughs> i mean we've I've, we've already walked back our takes
0: but yeah he told you to shut your whore mouth he told me to shut he, my bitch ass up repeatedly yeah, and don't repeatedly. speak on him no more don't speak exactly. on him. man
1: so i'm i'm happy he's playing well and i mean that's the thing it's not like i thought i never thought he'd be bad for us yeah. And I was very happy. I wanted them to go after him, like, prior to the offseason. He was one of the guys I wanted them to target. But as a bench kind of smart guy, a minutes guy, I didn't think you would come here and be starting. And I don't think they did either because he wouldn't have been the last to be signed in free agency on a minimum. I think he has a one-year deal too. He didn't get the XM deal where oh. you can um with the you know team option and they get the early bird rights. No, we don't know. They just took a flyer, and it's it's working out. So um, I'm happy for him. You know, he's talked a lot about um, you know how. Ha- being happy with the coaching staff, putting him in a position to succeed, being happy, you know, playing with Luca, Kyrie and the positions they put him in and just being able to capitalize. So I'm really happy for him. But, I mean, on the flip side, (sighs) Josh Green. Josh Green. I mean, since we last talked, last week I hinted at that article that was going to come out, and it did, uh, about Josh Green. I mean, that article specifically focused on his screen navigation as an issue. But, I mean, overall.
0: He ain't doing shit.
1: He's not doing anything, week, bro.
0: Over the last week. just He's just yeah. out there.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, and I've seen a few people say, oh, maybe it's because he doesn't know like what his role is. No, I don't know. At this a- point. every
0: Everybody on the roster that gets inconsistent minutes still is hooping more than him. That is not an excuse no more
1: exactly so i i think it's my thing is not even just defensively i'm disappointed because obviously he's supposed to be one of our more positive defenders and he still is i'm not trying to paint the picture that he's some horrible bad defender because he's not like he's he's really not but with the things we're asking him to do He's not living up to it, and I don't think we're asking anything that would be unfair of him. Last year, after the trade, I think some of the things we asked most of the roster was unfair. Like, I'm on the the record saying that Reggie – we put him in a bad position to succeed. We're playing him at the four. Um, I'm on the record saying, you know, with Josh, we started him at the three, trying to make him guard all these big wings. Bob, like, I've, you know, been on the record saying that last year, maybe he wasn't in the best position. But this year, we're not really asking it. I mean, granted, everyone is kind of punching above their weight a bit when we face these huge teams. But other than that, I don't think we're asking anything crazy of him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he still isn't able to pretty he's still making bonehead fouls um on defense sometimes i've talked about the screening that's just not up to par um offensively where again you would hope to see progression and not regression i mean the shot is still okay you know on and off um but he's not putting up the attempts that you want and then with the the, the, all these jump passes turnovers like he's not doing anything you know what i'm saying like he's not he's not really giving you anything and it's like okay you just got your money bro like you just got paid they're telling you that hey we see you you know we don't even want to bother with restricted free agency we see you as a part of this core at the very least for right now at the very least so can you like hello do something and he's just not i mean he's been like last game i know a lot of people were pointing out his plus minus and obviously plus minus isn't um indicative of the of how you are as a player in the grand scheme of things but for us to have a blowout like that and you are a negative bro come on you know what i'm saying like and a lot of people i mean People have told me I on Twitter, I said that he I, I was blaming that little fourth quarter run that the Clippers had on him, unfair as it might be. And yes, it is a little unfair because it's not just him that was on the floor. But I put it on him because with that unit, at the end of the day, Josh, you have to assert yourself. You're at this point next year, you're going to be one of the guys that is getting paid a good chunk of money. You know what I'm saying? You it'll have the, to...
0: He'll be the fourth highest paid player Yeah.
1: Year. Yeah, so you, uh, that's, uh, you can't look like one of them bums, bro. If you in a lineup with bums and you're blending in with the bums, that is a problem. <laughs> what I'm you sorry, mean, it what is. you mean
0: blending in? The bums is outplaying you. And tell, that's all, yeah. Tell the... me, tell me, Dante Exum hasn't dead ass just looked better than him in half the time they played.
1: True, yeah, but see, I was trying to be generous, but you're right, you know what I'm saying? No, right. no,
0: because, like, like, bro, like, right. you, you just watch it. It's like if you didn't know anything, if you had no idea who was what, who just got paid, who was doing what, you like, in the especially in that last game, you'd be like, wait, Daniel Exxon is better than this other guy, like, you would feel that way, and I don't think that's mean, it's just the truth, and I don't think Josh stinks, I just He's just—he's just—I don't feel like he's improving, and I don't—I don't know, man.
1: It's not, and that's the thing. Development isn't linear, right? I feel like from the year before to last year, you saw a huge, tangible improvement, right? Yeah. You saw it, and then this year, it's—it it feels like regression. That's where my issue lies. Like, it's fine if you don't have such a big jump from um, last year to this year, like you did the previous year. That's fine, whatever. But the fact that I can't see anything that's like tangibly improved and yet I've, i'm seeing things that have like um not improved that things that you have regressed on that's a problem bro that is a problem so i hope he figures it out i mean he's 22 and a lot of people have um you know they're trying to say like oh well this is just what he's going to be for the rest of the career let's throw him away blah blah I'm granted I'm not going that far either and i mean he's not untouchable to me by any means I've, he's in my trade packages and all that but i'm not ready to like throw him away or dump him or anything like that if it means a trade for us to get better of course of course i do that all, all you know 100 of the time but at this point again i'm just thinking about the fact that he's 22. he's 22 he can get better he can get better and i mean you brought this up in a group chat you could speak more about it um That we're playing with better pace And he still is looking mid So we can't even blame the team Yeah you can't even um, blame the team's Like style of player Makeup anymore for his play Like we're playing with pace This should be a team that fits him And what he'd like to do too And he's he's not producing He's just not
0: Yeah we are uh, We're up to Seventh in NBA in pace, and you know I'm not a Josh Green believer or doubter. I'm just someone that likes the Mavs he played for my team, and man, I just always believe like if you put Josh a more up tempo, more free flowing, more movement setup, he would excel. And now the Mavs have done that, and it's like yeah, he's fucking mid. He's just as mid. Same problem, same flaws, and you could argue he's got worse and. It's just like, bro, like what what the hell, man? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm it's it is still early, right? So I'm not willing to like write anybody off and we still winning. So I really I'll be honest with you. Um a topic I wanna get into with you because you are you have become the queen of the trade machine. And I don't know I, I don't know say we're gonna argue, we're just gonna have a discussion. and Hell we can do it now if you want, but I think Josh Green and Jane Hardy and Tim Hardaway Jr. and even our, our future draft picks, I think we're going to be stuck with these guys this season. Um, and the reason why I think we're going to be stuck with them this season is I, I look around the league, right? And you look at what we need to really take it to the next level. I totally agree with your premise. Like, to me, Derek Lively hitting as fast as he did, it it changed everything. I I think it saved the Luka era. I think Derek Lively is maybe the second most important player on the team. I'll even go a step further and say, outside of the drafting of Luka, the drafting of Derek Lively is probably the most important thing to happen to the Mavs probably since we won the championship. Like, if you look at, like, a personnel move, I don't know if there's anything that's better. If you go back with hindsight, if you would have kept Jalen Brunson, it would have been a debate, but he left for nothing. So I think that young man is that important. And not only is him hitting fast, he don't make shit. He don't make no fucking money. So it's like that. the fact you have locked-in starters – at the four and the five, or even if you get somebody to dislodge Grant Williams, he's a high-end six-man, making basically what a high-end six-man makes. But if he remains a starter, he's still good. I think it does free up the roster to where you can overpay for that third option from a contract standpoint, and even for like an asset standpoint. But I just don't think anybody going to want the shit we got. Um, that's why, like, I've kind of given up on the trade machine because I just, you know, watching the games, other teams got scouts. They see what Derek Lively is. They like, it. yeah, the, uh, we might've thought some shit was going to be shaky in Dallas. We, you know, maybe Luca would leave. So if we can get some picks three, four years out, them shits might be good, but they see like, oh shit. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He like, why, why would he leave? Where is he going to go? And I really think that's where we at. I think we're going to be stuck with these dudes through the season, so I'm not going to put them in trade packages no more because I'm just rolling with it because they are hooping as a collective, just not Josh Green, and I also think like there's going to be teams we just are bad matchups for, and there are teams they are going to be bad matchups for us, and the Raptors are one of them. So I only thing I was pissed about that Raptors game was Omax didn't play at all and I know he only played five minutes the other night, but it's like, he's still big. He's still getting away. The thing with the Raptors was doing to us, that wasn't even skill. They literally was just going through people's chest and getting shots at the rim. Like it wasn't a skill thing as much as it was just, we are bigger than these guys and we just going to go through their chests. And, you know, Jason Kidd was calling them soft. And I'm like, what the fuck? Tim Hardaway Jr. is fucking Tim Hardaway Jr. Like there's, and he he ain't supposed to be able to guard Pascal Siakam on the block. Like that don't make he that don't mean he's soft. That means he's not a fucking superhero. Honestly,
1: I think that was more a Maxi. Um, honestly, in my head, that was directed straight at Maxi. I feel like he was the softest player in that game by a mile. I, and he, that's not, and he's a six, he's 6'10". That's not, you know what I'm saying, it's I, not. Hey, um...
0: hey, hey, I ain't all right. Maxie been asked for basically, he was all, He's asked basically all of last year except for the last two minutes of the Lakers game. He was asked all of the previous year for basically all but that, that little stretch in the playoffs where he caught fire. He was good before then. I actually do think he was a good player before then, but these last two years, he's basically been asked for a majority of the league a year or so maybe he is maybe kid was talking shit to him I and mean, he was right because Maxie's. I, yeah
1: i just i can't get out of my head that he him and schroeder had a little dust up and he played significantly worse after that <laughs> meanwhile dennis was hitting mid-range jumpers that ba- is ba- what look, I, my, like, that can't leave my head
0: you can make an argument he packed us up you, yes you, you, you can make the argument that dennis schroeder like packed us up when he's making a little push but that's just that's that's bad max he just ain't got that dog in him I and mean, we we know he does it.
1: not he does not i've always called him a pumpkin but this kind of sealed the deal for me um you have the dust up and i was like yeah fight maybe this will pour, get fire in him and he proceeded to foul a lot <laughs> yeah. pass up shots yeah. and do nothing in the paint that is exactly what happened so yeah that, mm-mm. he's done in my eyes he's completely done to me
0: he, he's cooked but he's gonna play well for like two games and a certain person who covers the math is going to be in people's mentions or subbing us on the fucking broadcast, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but anyway, back to the whole like trade idea. Do do you do you acknowledge you being delusional, or do you actually think we're going to be able to get something for this? And I'm not even trying to be mean or argue with you about it, but like I don't think nobody's giving us anything good for what we want. And one thing I will say that you were right about. Hey man, Jeremy Grant don't guard nobody no more. I actually have rewatched them games. Like, bro, they got him guarding the third best offensive option. Like, he'll in a in a crutch time, they'll let him guard the point of attack. But and he, I, but he, I, he ain't good. So I'm kind of off that train. And then you know, Kyle Kuzma, mm, no. Kyle was flanked by kcp and anthony davis we, we ain't yeah no we, yeah we we ain't we ain't got them them dudes ain't here and i just think we got to grind it out for it's basically og or you better hope mr prosper gets it together i don't I, i'm i not doing the i'm just not giving up shit of value like now if i will say i will take jeremy grant if they given him away like, if it's, like, hey, Josh Green and Maxie or Josh Green, even if it's Josh Green and Maxie or Josh Green and Rashawn Holmes, yeah, I'm probably doing that. But when we get into talking about future draft capital, I just, I can't, it got to be a solid pick. It's future first. I will shoot a, a protected second for Andre Drummond. I would do that, but I don't know. What, what do you think? Am I crazy about devaluing our assets now?
1: Um, well, first of all, I, sh- I will preface that whenever I do a trade machine thing, I've stated on timeline several times that I don't really care about the other team. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm doing it like th- what makes me happy, what makes the Mavericks happy. And I'm trying to like, obviously, I'm not putting a total like, delusional package out there you know i'll put a little pick in there to make it cool but i know i am thinking about the mavs happiness first and foremost so yeah let's start there so when i do those fans trade packages that's what i'm talking about um but with that being said i would not be upset if they stay put this season um like i said yes lively changes things but they're still playing a long game like Mm. he him hitting quickly is good for us but it's still a long game is he's not, he's a, he's a rookie. He's not making us contenders this season. Right. Um, And and even with the, the OG thing, the reason why I'm so fixated with OG, I think he may, he makes us interesting this year, but in mm-hmm. the future, we're contenders. That's why I'm so fixated on that because it helps you now, but also in the future, obviously. Well, I
0: mean, I, I'm not trying to gas it, but if you just dropped OG on this roster, like who, what, who we, who we losing to? Like, I'm I mean, not trying I, to be funny. Who are we losing to? I,
1: like, I mean, I, I don't you... think we're contenders because, again, Lively's going to have his up and downs. And then we have seen when you take Lively out, yes, OG would help. But if you take Lively out, a lot of glaring holes and issues um jump out. So that's why I wouldn't say now, even if you make a move like that, it makes us favorites or anything like that. Like I said, I think it makes us interesting. Definitely raises our ceiling for this year. But I still don't think it, it puts us – over the top this year because I do think live we will need another year of cooking um maybe we you know spruce up the bench a bit after that fact but um that's why I wouldn't think but I just think it's a perfect win um like now and future move but with that being said if um moves that just um concern like the now and not the future especially those are the moves I'm off of so like that's why like Jeremy Grants and all that I was like yeah I'm, I'm good off that because like you said the point of attack he's just he's not the perfect fit and as he yes he's in his primaries now but I don't see it um really helping us that much in the future especially when you consider like I said he's not the perfect fit to what we need so we're gonna have to do additional moves outside of that and it's just that is just um I just I, I don't think that'd be worth it. But I mean, the one, the one like team that I cannot get out of my head, and I put a couple fans' full packages about them. Again, those were mainly um me thinking about what will make the Mavs happy. But there's one I have in my back pocket. It won't work now because um of the December 15th eligibility, and it will not happen. It probably won't happen because if Chicago is blowing it up, they're. Probably going to separate out their pieces in the sense that they're probably going to trade, you know, Caruso one place, they're going to trade, you know, Levine one place, DeRozan one place, you know, that kind of thing. But listen, if we can somehow, somehow, some way, scoop Caruso, Pat Will, and Drummond. Oh, Lord. I, yes, I got a trade package that, <laughs> that, that, where we can acquire all three. MJ, uh, like I said, I haven't, amen, I haven't nah, posted nah, it nowhere bro, yet.
0: <laughs> bro. Man, what's that MJ get stopped? Get some help. <laughs> I'm about to call your government name. Tighten up. What are
1: we doing here, bro? I'm just saying that there is a trade package that works. <laughs> <laughs> we're, it's giving up and here's the thing it's giving up we're gonna give up we gonna give up not quite a bit but we gonna give up something like obviously to get you have to spend i've always said that oh, yes. so we are given up some picks we given up some young dudes um i think if what did i put like i said it won't work now because um markeith morris is in the deal and he can be traded to the 15 but i think it's like we get those three i think we sent out josh holmes uh i think no I, I can't remember i can't remember but it was like a couple picks um i think it was like a first a couple seconds josh is hardy in that one that i did i have to go back and look
0: if for, i was in my, if i was in my best for hardy
1: hardy yeah yeah i think i put hardy in there. i think it was like i think it was i think it was josh hardy and holmes and then the draft pick compensation to get all three of those dudes and like i said that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen um i don't even think they trade pat will um or anything like that same with the toronto too i i do but i think toronto is keeping og i think they're going i think they will max him remember i was telling you oh maybe he won't get i i am um, on your train i think he's going i think they're gonna max him,
0: just I mean, to it, him the only way it doesn't happen is if he gets hurt again um mm-hmm. that was always my thing because i'm just like it's 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 A I don't even know if his max is like super, super high. Maybe it's like ninety five or ninety percent of the max. But bro, he's getting thirty five to forty million just because the market is gonna dictate how much does fucking Fred Van Fleet make?
1: Fred Van is making like forty.
0: Man, he's getting 40. I, I'm sorry. Like, I think like... he's getting 40,
1: too. Yeah, yeah before right. I was like, well, oh, maybe not. Nah. Yeah. I, th- I think Toronto wants to keep. I think Toronto. I, mean, I think they're moving he's... forward. That's Scotty, what I'm saying.
0: Scotty Barnes, OG, and fucking... Uh, I mean, Grady Dick. I think fucking... Siakam is
1: gone. Yeah, I think Siakam is gone. I think he's gone. And I think they keep, um, I think they're keeping OG. So that's why I'm like, uh, oh, I'd be comfortable with that though. If if he gets traded out, like Philly, I'd I'd cry blood, (laughs) you know, or like the Kings or something like that. I'd be upset over that. If if they just keep him, if
0: Philly, Philly is the one where I'm like, oh fuck, because they'd be good. It'd be really really good if he it'd be really
1: good but i i think I think Toronto would i think Toronto just keeps him so i'm I'm fine with that yeah, but um
0: what is what is i mean what are you gonna get i mean like what you gonna get he's an expiry, right so but he's really good, so maybe you get two three draft picks from a team that's gonna be really good' because no shitty team wants him so like I guess let me think of a team that has picks that could use him. I mean is OKC giving up the ghost for him and is he so OKC he OKC? probably won't
1: the Kings are the only yeah
0: the but Kings it,
1: are the only team I can see doing like outside of like Philly yeah
0: but the, the King's in the same boat we in like how great but that's the what I'm saying Kings yeah gonna really be if, exactly. you, if they get if they get OG like I don't know.
1: Exactly. That's the point. So, they, if Toronto keeps him, it is what it is. But I, I feel the same with like Pat Will. People are saying, oh, maybe you could, you know, so why would they sell low on him when they could keep him on a dirt cheap contract next year and see what he has? He's like, what, 22? Like, I just don't see him trade him. But, like I said, fanspo,
0: the only, it's about. The only, the only thing is, mm-hmm. the only way I think a Pat Williams becomes available is if uh, they fire the GM before the trade deadline. Mm. The GM that drafted him is still employed, and he took was he a fourth pick, third pick, fourth like? pick.
1: They reached and got him. They yeah. reached for him.
0: So as long as Buddy has a job, he's not gonna pack him up. He's not gonna pack him up now. Keep an eye on that in the summer. If they fire that GM, mm-hmm. that's that's when we might be cooking with gas. But yeah, damn, Buddy. Yeah, but so those. He's the fourth pick, and he got the stats Josh Green got.
1: Mm-hmm. Like Dad, his, and it's even worse
0: For, for his career, low-key
1: And it's worse this year because he's not He's not doing anything He's not shooting well and he's not guarding anything So he's really not doing anything well, <laughs> um, why, why, But why I, I think we can me, fix why, him
0: Why we want him? to Explain Why Be, we want him?
1: Because, listen, listen I think we can fix him because Chicago, they, he doesn't That team doesn't fit anything Like he's not playing, who's he playing with? who's he like who there's no one there to help elevate his game yeah. there's no um zach levine do not crave for nobody the <laughs> brosan don't do that either vucevic again like he, no he, one's
0: he stopped doing it once he made once he got to chicago he passed exactly. in san antonio
1: Exactly, but not not in Chicago. And then you're looking. Okay, who's cre- you know what I'm saying? Who's creating shots for him? Who's creating easy looks for him? Nobody's doing that, bro. They got Kobe White at point guard. Kobe White is not a point guard. He's a combo guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, even Caruso, he's not really a point guard. Like, okay, he's a point guard, but not a. He doesn't distribute. You know what I'm saying? He's a defensive guy, a defensive specialist. So, I just think that team does not suit any like if you're talking about development and and making him into the player that you think he's going to be, that team is not it for him. Not at all. And I just think um, if you simplify the game for him a bit, like, just he'd come here, be spotted up, you know, in the corners, on the wings, and if you tell him, okay, you're going to have to make open shots, you're going to get a ton of them. Because that's the thing in Chicago, is he getting a – are people creating looks for him quality looks for him i don't think so you know what i'm saying here he'd have the opportunity to play off guys that can create quality looks for him and then maybe then you can also um help him out a bit defensively because that's the thing he had all the tools defensively last year he looked good defensively and this year now, now he's not doing anything i think it's an all-around confidence problem and he's one of those guys that will need a change he's reminding me of laurie remember how laurie looked his final year in Chicago, how he looked horrible. Um, He wasn't really doing anything. The coach was, because remember, they were playing. They were really just spotting him up. He wasn't doing anything. And then he goes to Cleveland, and they put him in a better situation, better team where he could play off more guys that can, um or play off a guy that can create shots for him, all that. And he's looked good. Not to say that he's going to be, Laurie Markkinen, like development-wise, that he's going to turn into all that. I'm not saying that. But I think at the very least he could be three and D. At the very least, I think he could do that. And right now, Chicago is not um putting him in a good position for that. I don't think that's why I'm like, even if it's not us, I feel like if he gets a change of scenery in a better situation, he's gonna look much better. He's gonna look much better. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's now, just my opinion.
0: You convince me. You convince me. Um. Now we got a. I forget that. Yes, he he has a. Distinctly Eastern European name, their GM, and I forget his name at the moment. But,
1: um, our, our tourists, yeah, AK, AK, they just a- call him AK.
0: Yeah. There we go, AK, we got a hole for him. They have to stink, and they have to stink so bad that it leads them to get fired, and then the the new people come in and basically trade, burn it down. Um, I do think if someone, I think Zach Levine will go to the Clippers, I mean, go to the Lakers. I feel like that trade is just interesting.
1: Pricey. I feel oh. like it's the six. I feel like if the Sixers don't get OG, oh, I feel like. But that's the thing. No nah, I wanted I think, to the six. I don't think the Sixers have anything. I don't think there is a deal there though, because they probably want Maxi, and then the Sixers not trading Maxi. So I don't think I don't think there's a deal there actually. Yeah, um no. Lakers. Hmm. You I mean, know what? I could see it. I
0: could see it. I think the Lakers got like it. they got Jalen. I, think, look, how many mm-hmm. picks, I how could many, see it. How many picks they got left? I don't know
1: how many they got. I they got a few, but I don't know how many they got left. Yeah. Actually, I could see it. Now that you were saying I I could see it. I could see it. because
0: I, think, I, he, could see I that. think he would want to go there and I I think the Lakers are gonna panic trade here pretty soon because Oh,
1: like, me too. They gonna pack it something. It's, yeah. Cause like,
0: bro, LeBron is my fucking age. Like, bro, you can't have a 30. This dude was in high school when I was in high school. I am in my forties, bro. Like, you can't be fucking around with him. So you gotta be going for it at all times or you just wasting everybody's time. And AD been healthy, and they, for the most part, they still, what, four and five? Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, they need to play Christian Wood more. They do, they do. I, 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 is, you, they, I hope they, they do
1: so they can seal their fate. You do that, and I'm telling you, that listen, it's just certain guys, bro. It's the, it's the loser stench. I'm telling you, certain guys, when you're forced I, to play him more... I agree. Dude, that's going to be their down. I'm but telling you, you.
0: But you got to do it You just see. You got to do it to prove it don't work. You got to do what we did because what they're doing right now ain't working either. And it's like the only time they even have a chance of competing with other teams is when he's on the floor just because his him and AD and Brian out there actually grab rebounds. Literally, just that alone is helping him. And then he can shoot a little bit. But you know, I know that bothers you. I know it's traumatic. I know it's personal with you and Christian Wood, but they need to play him a little bit more. Um and he's, he, he's been a cool little backup for them. His stats ain't that good. He's been a cool little backup, which is his role and the role he should play in the NBA. And I'm finally happy we've arrived there with pretty much everybody. Um Even though I think there's still some people that think the Mavs make the playoffs if he's playing 35 minutes a night. But anyway um getting off that yeah i think you i I guess my big summary from all the trade conversations and trade machine and listen i'm the last person to say a trade can't happen because i think the mavs are getting to the point to where dudes are gonna want to be like yeah can can you get me to dallas you know what i'm saying you got fucking derrick jones jr hooping you got Grant Williams hooping for the most part. And I think that high end role player or third op you got Tim Hardaway Jr. hooping. I think we're getting to a point where if even if it's not OG, it's gonna be someone that was like, Hey, I'm not gonna be here. Can you can y'all get me to Dallas? And it's gonna be somebody that I don't think we have the assets for, that they just that it works in the background. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. Now before we get up out of here, I, we are uh, we are Tim Hardaway Jr. fans. You know, we not get Tim off the team. Yeah, i put on the timeline, get Tim off the court. Because when Tim goes cold, Tim missed three, Tim is going to keep shooting, even if he missed seven or eight. And you kind of got to pull him, let him regroup, and then throw him back out there. SJ, since Kyrie Irving has become a Dallas Maverick, Tim is playing the best basketball of his life. Now, last year, it was just, he just caught fire, and he just made shit, 45% of his threes. He still couldn't make a layup to save his life. He still had extreme tunnel vision. This year, I have not looked at the numbers, but just from how I feel and watching him, I feel he's already made more layups and mid-range, and in eight games or nine games and he has all the fucking previous four years put together. Like it's not just threes last game specifically. He was a plus he was taking charges. He was like doing other shit other than make threes. Cause I think he was, I think he missed his first three last game and he still was a positive. And I'm just kind of like, like, is this just what he is now? Like, fam, it's been, it's been like, 36 games over two seasons. Well, like, I don't, I'm trying, because it's still Tim Hardaway Jr. and I'm a fan, but I'm I'm not comfortable in being the third best player. I know you not either, but if this is just what he is now. What Am I crazy? What do you think?
1: The thing is, he's always been like this, um when there's two established, like, stars playing. I don't know if you remember, but even Porzingis, Porzingis' first year. Porzingis didn't play, like, super well, but he was still, like, what, 19 a night? Yeah. Or maybe it was, like, was that still 19 a night? He was still the second option. You know what I'm saying? Like, the second guy. And Tim average, I think Tim was, like, a 16. He was, like, a 16 or so. When it gets wonky with Tim is when you're having to really like up his usage and when he's basically acting as a pseudo second option you know what I'm saying like he always fits in well when there's at least two established guys that will take up a lot of usage and then you know he fits in where he can that's like by my assessment that's always when he's looked the best in Dallas and we're here again again you know Luca's gonna be Luca, and then we have Kyrie who can soak up some usage where Tim is like okay Tim go in there and shoot, <laughs> you know, go in there and shoot the shots, him being open. Like I said, teams trying – it's not like – Tim is open on a lot of these shots, but it's not, like, by design. It's not like teams are going into scouting and saying, hey, leave Tim Hardaway Jr. open. It actually, it's the opposite, but it's just, again, you're playing with some of these guys, and Tim moves well. That's what people don't, you know, don't he, understand. Tim relocates. He,
0: he does. He really, he really moves.
1: Does. Yeah, he moves so well without the ball, and you can run – actions for him too in the sense that in previous years even some even now somewhat like we don't like we've always had like spot-up shooters but it's the movement shooters we didn't really have a ton of movement like dorian dorian's not coming off screens pin downs and shooting threes that's not Dorian's game you know what i'm saying he was a spot up even maxi Maxi's spot up like tim you can run sets you can run these actions for him to come off these pin downs and shoot you know what i'm saying so he's a guy that um you can, again, you could use him and he can also fit in where he can because he moves well and with the stars playing getting a lot of attention, he can capitalize capitalize off that. So that's why when I'm like, I mean, now so much, Um, I don't want to exaggerate it now because I haven't seen much of it in the last few games because he has been playing well. But that's why I didn't understand the overreactions to him. Cause I'm like, damn, he's not playing badly. <laughs> like, what are you, like, what do you want from him realistically? You know what I'm saying? Like, what else do you want from him realistically? Like, you saw it, like, you see in real time in that game with Maxi wide open shot wide open and you're passing it to tim for what you know what i'm saying and tim ended up having to take some awkward you know i think he actually turned it over but i didn't or took an awkward shot i don't remember but i don't i didn't blame him for that because i'm like see that's a perfect example of them just having them wanting tim to bail them out and then they blamed tim for bad shots that's what i'm saying i'm like y'all need to understand that we got these scary ass dudes that want tim to bail them out and tim doesn't tim is going tim you can give Tim any grenade. He never met a grenade he don't like. Tim don't care <laughs> about grenades, bro.
0: Tim at don't all. care. At all.
1: He, he does not care. Okay,
0: Luca throws Tim well, he hasn't done it that much last this year. Mm. But Luca loves to throw Tim a fucking grenade at the end of the I, shot clock. Ooh, two it.
1: seconds left? Oh Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like, two seconds left. Where's Tim? Anytime this the shot clock is doodling, down, everybody look up for Tim. Because <laughs> they know he will put it up. So
0: You uh you cut out, that's it.
1: This is a he's done everything we asked him to
0: do, bro. Yeah.
1: I I I, no bad words from me with Tim.
0: And that's kinda my thing, and that's kind of the reason why I defend him because let's just be real here. Outside of last year, Tim has in my opinion, went above and beyond with his talent level and what he should have been asked to do. Do you agree or disagree? He's had one bad year. I agree. In I agree. Like, he's answered the fucking call way more than he hasn't picked it up. And last year was bad. And fuck, I can't say last year was all bad. It was just bad until Kyrie showed up. It was bad. And then once Kyrie showed up, dog, I'm not, I think Tim was like fifth in the NBA in three pointers made once Kyrie showed up. And the only people, that was above him was like the fucking Splash Brothers and like Buddy Healed and some other motherfucker that shoots the blood and then it was him and I'm pretty sure he on that same time so far this year and it's just like man at this point I, I don't even know like what trade who's going to trade you he because Tim getting old too so I don't really think he got a lot of trade value and it comes back to my point earlier like I think these are just our guys I think we just gonna be small and try to outscore you. Um, but one other point around Tim, because I, when it comes to Kyrie and the Kyrie stands, this is my opinion. I don't know if the data supports it all across the board, but and this is gonna be me doing some speculation. I have not heard this from anybody. This is just me based on what I see. I believe when Kyrie got here, either through the coaching staff or through just dudes on the team or around the league, I believe they said, hey, bro, we need somebody to make the ball move, right? We need to play with more pace. Hell, even – I mean, we do play with more pace now. We're literally one of the fastest-paced teams in the league now. And I believe that that was something that was told to him – So I know a lot of people get mad about Kyrie deferring, but if you pay attention, I think there's, I think he's not doing it because he don't want to shoot. I think he realized either through stuff, the coaching staff or just what he's heard the team needs. That's why he's doing that. And that's why he defers to Tim. That's why he defers to basically anybody that can shoot the first couple quarters. Like how many times has the ball, Swing to Kyrie and he's open, he'll swing it one more time. And even if the guy he had... swing.
1: like he swing. There was one play, I forgot what who we were playing, maybe it the Raptors, and he swung and he was open. I was like, Kyrie take it. He swung it back to Tim. They swung it back. Yeah. They swung it back. I'm like, Kyrie. And he shoot. swung it
0: back again. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think he's doing that because I think he was told, like, you know, the God bless Luca, God bless Spencer, the ball is fucking sticking. And these guys don't keep their rhythm. And let's be real, bro. Since Kyrie showed up, Jane Hardy played the best fucking basketball he's ever played. Tim Hardaway Jr. got brought back from the fucking dead to where we was all. Man, how many trade packages? I was going to pack Tim up. I would have packed Tim Hardaway Jr. up. I would have helped him pack. I would have helped him move, load up the U-Haul. I would have drove him to the airport. I would have helped him unpack in Atlanta for Clint Capella in the summer. And now I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that trade. You got to give me some other shit. I legit would not do that trade right now. And I think it's because Kyrie, there's a method to Kyrie's madness because you see when it's go time, Kyrie is ready to go in the fourth quarter when the money's on the line, he's flashing that shit. And I think that's, that's something, I won't say it bothers me, but I think people assume Kyrie just wants to be passive, but I think there's a method to his madness. What do you think, or am I crazy?
1: Not crazy. Anybody who disagrees, they're just being stupid. No offense, but all the stands. Come on, bro. He's an old man at this point. Kyrie's yeah, older. He's an he old,
0: older, smaller guy too. That's yeah, and way. he
1: said it out of his own mouth. That's why I'm like, what? What more do y'all want? he told, and y'all know. Believe something, he's not going to say it. You know what I'm saying? Other than like people saying, "Oh, I want to spend my career about like we're talking about impress." You know, Kyrie's not—he's gonna you know say what he feels. And if he's saying out his own mouth, yeah, I'm you know I'm trying to ease my way. I'm not trying to do too much right now. I'm gonna play well so I can peak near to playoff time. What else is there to talk about? He just told you what it is. You know what I'm saying? So yes, you are right in that. Yes, that's it. That's exactly what's going on. He is easing himself into things. So the stands wanted to see him dribble 50 million times a game to go, you know, to achieve nothing, and they could. That's I blocked them all. That's what I'm saying. I preemptively blocked them all. Like this was even before they started acting up. I had blocked them when we got him. I started blocking <laughs> because I knew this was gonna come up. So at this point, yeah, I don't have the energy to to, to for all that. He told you out his mouth what he's doing. And I think that's just that. Um, yes, there was a against the Raptors. There was some selfish play going on. No, no, software. no. Let's, let's, was let's, it let's, the Raptors?
0: No, it was the Raptors. And let's address yeah, that was, too. Let's address that mm-hmm. too. Luka was selfish as fucking that fourth quarter. Yeah, he was. Ky- Kyrie, what he made seven straight points. He hit. Yeah, it was like
1: seven straight. And then he checked back in, and he didn't. He basically didn't get to touch it after that. He didn't that. get to touch like, it no more. Yeah,
0: and it was kind of. The Raptors were switching and Luca was not being double covered. So he was like, Yeah, I'm I'm let me do what I do and get us back in the game. And that was selfish as fuck. And that was why I was so angry watching that game. Um I think you were pretty should, did we I think I shot you a text about that shit. But I <laughs> to me that was the one time where it's like Kyrie had to go in and luca kind of yeah it was just one time it was just one
1: time that's what i'm saying it was just one time and again that's gonna happen throughout the year that happens that they're they're not the only ones that it's gonna happen to like we've seen it with some of these duos it's gonna happen sometimes but it's just that we want to limit the amount of times it happens and the context in which it happens so that one time over all the countless times you've seen them both play off each other close people out i'm i'm not giving attention to it i'm just not
0: yeah, I'm not. I'm not either, and I, I think Kyrie is just fine. I got to be honest; he's played better defense than he normally has. He, to me, him deferring is why Tim and Jaden and Josh did until this season came kind of came back from the dead. They all, they just all got a spark once he got on the team. All of them, stats wise, just body language, just watching the games. You are like, damn, these boys. These boys hooping with him, and I think they all small. They can't stop anybody, but that backup unit with him, Tim, Jaden, and Josh Green with insert random backup, big-ish guy. I just think that's a problem. They they outscoring people right now, man, and I think they're going to continue to, and there's going to be teams. There's just bad matchups, but – Man, I think this is going to be our team, SJ. I do think Andre Drummond will end up. Uh, that is one prediction I'm going to stick to because I think he was on his way here, wasn't he? He's about to up. He was. Us. He I was.
1: Know. That. That's why I included him in the deal. In yeah. my mind, in my mind, the reason why that deal came about was Caruso saying, "Hey, um, do me a favor. Don't throw me to anywhere you want. I want to be back in Texas. did he go to Texas A&M or something like that? Yeah, w- Send <laughs> me back to Texas." Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Side note. So my that's you know what I, I can't tell my business like that. I'm from that area and uh let's just say I know some he got arrested for weed
1: oh yeah, yeah I know that
0: and uh I know the details of it I'll talk to you about that offline.
1: yeah well I was like oh maybe he wants to come back and um you know Drummond's saying hey I was head here anyway put me yeah. in here and then will just wants to change the scene or whatever but yeah I could see I could see them um because he Drummond's on what like three mil I could see them throwing maybe like Markeith in a second or something like that yeah, yeah. that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, like Keith
0: in a second and just just bring him on in uh he plays mm. kid and I actually in my opinion I like he and he would I don't like drumming passing but against a backup unit for 10 15 minutes a tonight with all them dudes that can't really dribble but like to shoot I don't know man I'm with that I'm with that call me crazy I would take Drummer here. I think we'd be straight.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Well, man, I uh, I think that's it, bro. I, I don't got anything else to talk about. You?
1: No, sir. All
0: right, everybody. We thank y'all for listening. This is another episode. We will holler at y'all next week. Go Mavs, go Lions. We holler at y'all. Peace.